Hey gang, Sean Geek here. And Fast Fred. And we have two storefronts. If you are a T Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at T Public, which is tpublic.com forward slash Sean Geek Podcast. Or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek Podcast. You can get anything from either storefront from t-shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds. We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Everything's there. Just go to those addresses. Also check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. like dumbasses you and i did <laughs> it's a good conversation going on 50 minute conversation and oh hey did anyone hit record <laughs> yep. um so what we're we're talking about what are we what are we we are talking about what are we going to talk about today well there's there's a there's one that i added but uh the other one that you said is is probably a better one okay um so we've been on like kind of a bit of a recording hiatus i guess so this this is our day back back oh, day well yeah. this ties in with the one you just added too i don't know if we can talk an hour about the topic that sam suggested well we could and then there's there's another topic that's kind of current um just to kind of you know alec baldwin and 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 this whole thing where he's he's being charged for is it manslaughter? Oh, yeah. Um, involuntary involuntary but yeah so it's like should he be charged or shouldn't he be charged i'm sure there's there's both sides of the board here that uh you know people would say that yes he is because he had the gun in his hand on the other hand um it's it, they hire people to do this to make sure that these weapons are safe before and there's you know i don't know how many movies have ever been made with weapons in it and then on the other hand, he's kind of the producer and he should be kind of responsible a little bit. But on the other side, it's like there's there's a debate on both ends. So are we talking? The... We can talk about this right now. You're, you, so it seems like you're in into it. So, well, I just kind of saw it. I, I, was, I was kind of surprised that, that he was charged, really. Well, so it, okay, this might be a time to Google shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah we'll just start throwing stuff out yeah, there no that's not right <laughs> we, we are professional newscasters <laughs> and uh, no and and this is how we do our news this is how, you know because there's a lot of sites that don't i think we're a professional opinion uh yeah we have well no unprofessional opinionators <laughs> unprofessional <laughs> opinions opinionators <laughs> so yeah. this is interesting because i don't know if you remember it's probably 30 years ago now when brandon lee was was killed on set Yes. Um, and it was the same thing. There was um, the the gun had not a live round, but it had debris in it. All the squib or whatever. Yeah, whatever you the call guy, it. Yeah. It was a guy from Quantum Leap. I think he, he was goofing around. 
Oh, and okay. It was head and went bang, and then it wasn't. There was it was it wasn't a live round, but the squib I think went went through, and uh, into his temples. Okay. So. That was actually Voyagers, and that was John Eric Hexham. Or, oh, okay. But it was some hang on, John Eric Hexham. Well, how do I know this shit? Like, how do I know this guy's name? <laughs> like don't... forty years ago. Uh, okay, our, our mascot just arrived. There we go. Let's get some cat ass in, in the in the okay. Yeah, he just he likes to put his his uh his ass in my face and that's how he says hello, I guess. Okay, so oh wow, there's a whole article about all the people that have been killed on set with guns. Oh. Okay, so to, to so just for people that are unaware, because I guess there are some people unaware. So what what is happening with Alec Baldwin is it's Alec, right? I always mix up the Baldwins. Uh, I guess the older, the older one was that the is that the Alec. dad Alec? Here you go. Alec, or is that one of the brothers? I I don't know. I, I don't know. One of them, anyways. Um, so I guess they have this movie called I think it's called Rust. I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the filming, I guess he had to do a cross. You know, you know when they take the gun out from your holster from the opposite side right you know and then you pull it out and then uh i don't know if he was supposed to shoot or or not but what happened i think is when he when he pulled it out i don't think he hit the trigger oh he may have hit he may have hit the hammer so something this was in the shot he probably wasn't going to shoot when he shot well i don't know i've never seen the movie so i don't know what the scene (laughs) entailed but uh, but what had happened was, I guess he had pulled it out and it went off and it actually hit, um, you know, it, it, it killed, uh, it killed somebody. So it's like, well, well, it killed somebody and actually injured somebody else. Yeah. So, so I don't know if I'm it went confused. Like did the bullet go through one person and hit somebody behind? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I didn't really sit down and read the whole thing. <laughs> I just kind of watched it on was it CNN yes. or whatever, and just whatever, incorrect, whatever incorrect they headline. feed you. Incorrect headlines, as we as we always mm-hmm. say. We don't know what we're talking about. No, so <laughs> you take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, it, it, it's it's weird because I mean you're not supposed to have live rounds on set. They've interviewed a whole bunch of people. I mean they've got the the rounds that that have a I don't know if a certain emblem on them, but when you shake them, there's like a little little bearing or something inside so when you shake it you can tell that that's a dud right because it has it has it has the bullet on it that looks like a bullet so that when you're looking down the barrel you can actually see the bullet in there right okay see this you can see the slug so they have these little marbles in there so that they usually shake them and then they load them and then they shake them and then they load them to put them in but you know the thing is is they had also found live rounds elsewhere on the set and i guess people were doing I knew I should have taken that left coin at Albuquerque. Uh, cans, bottles, whatever, somewhere else, uh, mm, off the set somewhere, and then live rounds got on the set. Like okay, so hang me. on a second. So, okay, so that brings up an interesting thing. I knew because I taken why would there be live rounds on the set? And I'm wondering at all. We should have had a freaking now, movie maker on here this morning with us. Oh, but anyway, why well, here we are, Pismo Beach, and all the claims we can eat. Say, if there was a, a shot of them, what a way for a Dutch travel underground. Or, 
If you'd ever use hey, a wait a minute. Since when is Pismo Beach know, inside a cave? I, I wonder. Uh, you know, I just bet we should have timed left at Albuquerque. And maybe a right time at La Jolla. Yeah, yeah. That little explosive or something underneath that just kind of pop. Yeah. As an effect. Uh, for bottles, I don't know, maybe they have a wired up in the back with a little, uh, you know, detonator thing. And then when they hit the trigger, they all kind of blow up. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's about all I know about it. <laughs> all right. So I just, so I just pulled up this article and there was um, something called Brandon Bruce Lee on Twitter. Right. Apparently is the estate for Brandon Lee run by his sister Shannon. Mm -hmm. and she said, our hearts go to the family of H Helena Hutchins and to Joel Souza. Yes. All involved in the incident on rust. No one should ever be, no one should ever be killed by gun on a film set period. That's what Brandon's sister said. Now, Brandon Lee also died on set uh, in a very similar circumstance. So according to this in 1993, Brandon Lee, 28, son of late martial arts star Bruce Lee, died after being hit by a 44 caliber slug while filming a death scene for the movie The Crow. The gun was supposed to have fired a blank, but an autopsy turned up a bullet lodged near his spine. Oh, an actual bullet. It wasn't even a squib. It was an actual yeah, I thought it was... projectile. Wow. Okay. Okay. Lee's well, that, that's if that article is correct. Okay, well, hang on. Now, this is interesting. Lee's death was the last recorded accidental death by a prop gun on a movie set. Yeah, how many years ago was that? 1993. And how many movies have been made since then with automat with with any type of gun? Holy shit. So, I know when Brandon Lee died, uh, there was a whole investigation. There was a whole review of like onset policies and and roles within the film and i don't mean acting roles i mean roles like safety and security roles and how things were going to be processed because i know the crow was a very low budget film um and there was budget cuts by the studio and things like that like oh you need to you need to go cheaper you're spending too much money blah blah blah, blah. and they they just kept and i know they were because like so, like some of the reasons behind it was there was a lack of safety on set because there was people working long hours and there was you know there was a lot of night shooting so people were tired and you're talking about rust or you're talking about the crow i'm talking about the crow yeah because the rust was i think the same thing that i'd heard they were working long hours and oh really people lived uh, like an hour away and they had you know a couple hours sleep and Okay, so, uh, so I mean, this there's, is there's, literally exactly the same situation. Then I, it it kind of sounds like the a, a, a repeat, yeah. So oh, after all, all the rules were changed after the crow, they literally like paint paint by numbers did the same thing. Well, I mean, the crow wasn't filled out filmed out in the desert somewhere out in no. Albuquerque or or whatever. So, I mean, you get this open area. A country and western hey why don't we go shoot some bottles while we're waiting you know because there's a lot of waiting when it comes to making movies i mean you've oh, got yeah. you know wait for two hours do a five minute thing go for makeup for another you know whatever uh, and you know working these long hours and stuff and i'm sure they're bored and they and they want to entertain themselves and then some idiot went and brought live rounds to the you know and i'm sure not a prop gun either so 
So who's who's all up on charges then? Is it just him? You know what? It's only him so far right, right. Oh, that I'm aware of. They said, and the experts that they talked to, they says, yeah, it should be more than him. I mean, there's more people involved. It wasn't just him. Mm -hmm. So there should be, you know, and this, this has been going on for how long has this been? This has been like uh, five, six months when yeah, this happened? Sure. At least. Because it, yeah, so, it was shot in the summertime, I believe, or something like that. So I'm sure they're, they've been investigating, but who's doing the investigating? Like how, how, is it the Albuquerque police doing it? Is it uh, uh, FBI, CIA? I don't know what, what it's just regular, you know, uh, beat cops going there, just regular investigators. I don't know, but uh, it, it's a high profile case. So I'm assuming it's not just a, a low profile investigation. I'm sure they've, also, they've gone into a lot of detail. I'm also wondering too, like they might be starting here. With they him. might. They had to start right. somewhere. Yeah, someone had to be responsible. And kind of working their way through. Like, I I'm sure it's not. I don't know. There's got to be more people involved. Like more people involved in like, right now. But but they they're not going to see anything publicly. Look, we're building a case against the director now. But we're not going to release anything publicly. And really, the biggest the biggest face in this film is him, right? So everyone in the media is talking about Alec Baldwin killing somebody, you know, and that's what everyone's talking about because he's the face of the film. He's probably the producer and stuff yeah. like that, right? I so, mean, I, this was actually behind the it, scenes. There's there's yeah. other people. There's it, there's still an investigation probably going, and oh, there's yeah. still charges being, but it hasn't been made public yet because it's in the middle of an investigation. You're not going to tell the press. Oh, by the way, the next thing we're going to investigate, we haven't started yet, but the next thing we're going to like, they're not going to do that, right? He's probably yeah. just he's because he was right there in the scene. His case is probably coming first. Well, he's someone was saying, "Well, the person, the person holding guns, responsible." Well, the person holding the gun is an actor. He's not a professional, um, you know, person that that's dealing with weapons and live ammo oh, and, and 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 stuff like that. So, I mean, you can't. I mean, if that's the case, like, how many different? I mean. Can can you see uh Bruce was it Bruce Willis on the Die Hard? Like can you see him like <laughs> all of a sudden he shoots somebody? Is it well, was it his fault? Well, there's like three thousand people um in the movie that have weapons. So yeah, you have to make sure that you know there's no live rounds. I mean, how hard is that? Like the set wasn't very uh, isn't very big compared yeah. to when you're looking at a, a huge movie, it was, right? It was more of an in, independent movie or something or, or low low budget for sure, anyway. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure the the actual person who would have technically been responsible for the um, for the weapons and the ammo, I'm I'm sure they're not going to be getting any business. <laughs> um, and I mean, and he didn't do it on purpose. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty hundred percent sure of that. So well, he's not... yeah, like the statements he made, you know, like and, and knowing and knowing the type of person he is, I'm sure like there's there's things the actors at this level do that they don't ask for credit on but you know they're probably going to set up a trust fund for the family or something like just when you've got more money than god and something horrible happens like chris jericho for, for example like i'm not saying he did something but every time that someone so, like there's a like when there's a wrestler that's injured in the ring and they're an indie wrestler and they have no you know 
by the way, yeah, by the way, people in the United States don't have health care for some stupid fucking reason. It's dumb. But anyway, um, you know, if a wrestler gets injured in the ring in the States, like on the side, you find out years later that, you know, maybe Chris Jericho dropped 50 grand to that family just to help them out. But he's not advertising that he did that. Right. So I'm just saying. I, I'm sure Alec Baldwin would would do that, like do something, but it's not in the middle of guilt. It's like, holy shit, I, shit, I feel like I feel horrible. And other people could be giving money to that family to help support them for the same reasons. It, it It's not a implication of guilt. It's like it's guilt. Everybody feels bad that this person died. But it's, you know. But I, well, I, I wonder if they're going to use that in the case like, oh, well, that's an admission of guilt if you if you gave them money. Yeah. Well, these, these, these big conglomerates and stuff like WWE and, and whatnot, um, you know, mind you, it's in, it's in the U S so it's a whole different ball game here. You get injured, you go to the hospital, they take care of you. It's done. I mean, you want to call it, uh, uh, what are people calling that? Uh, uh, Russian, uh, I don't know what they call it. Uh, I'll think of it anyways. <laughs> communism. Communism. Oh, communism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Canada must be communist then because the healthcare is provided, which is bullshit. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's something that should be for everybody. And we take it. I mean, we just take it for granted. Like you get injured. Ah, sure you go, do. I'm sure if a wrestler here uh, was injured, they would go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, no it's a big deal. Yep. Uh, but uh, when it's in the U S it's like you're on your own. So, I mean, these big uh, companies that are making, you know, millions and billions of dollars a year, they, they can't afford fucking insurance for their, for their people. <laughs> well, I know companies like the way, the way to get insurance in the States is through your employer, right? So that's how it generally works. Like you don't have healthcare through the government. You have healthcare through the company you work for. And hopefully the company you work for has a decent plan. So it's like our health coverage plans at the companies we work for but it covers surgery and like stuff that would be healthcare related. If that makes sense. It, it's well, weird. When I, I don't understand it. Totally. Well, when you work somewhere, it's the, when they cover for your medical, it's mostly just your drugs and like through, like through work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you got acupuncture. Or... Yep. That's, that's what we get coverage for in Canada when you're employed by somewhere, but in the States that also includes the stuff. Your hospital Canada. stay. Yeah, your surgeries, your 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 fifty dollar freaking band aids, and your you know all the up charges that but, that they put through. But I'm wondering though, it's probably like similar to like with our coverage at our work, you're limited to, so oh, you get five hundred dollars of coverage for a massage a year, or um four hundred dollars coverage per per for a pair of glasses every two years, or or something like that. I bet you their health care through an employer is like that. Well, you're covered, you're covered up to $50,000 in surgeries every four years or something. Like I bet you it works that way. I'd be curious if someone could fill us in. Cause I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Well, it was odd. Like, Oh, oh, you know, I'm going to hold up and get that surgery next year because my cover, like I had surgery three years ago. Now I got to wait, you know, three years for the next surgery or four years or, or I'm curious how they do it. It can't be unlimited coverage. Like we have with, like our healthcare system. Well, no, they have they have the ambulance chasers. That's what they have in the U.S. So if you get that's, injured, that's the lawyer why, shows up. 
sues. Yeah, that's why they have that, right? Probably because everyone gets sued out there, and they're suing (laughs) is because well, my my coverage plan is not going to cover my surgery because it's out of the cycle. Like I got to wait another three years before I have another surgery, and I just get hit by a car. Well, I'm going to sue because it's the only way I can get. I don't know. I I'm making this shit up because I don't know for sure. I'd really like to know how it works. So some of our American fans want to maybe fill us in how that shit works because I have no fucking clue. Yeah. That sucks though. I mean, to have to worry, that's just an extra worry. Yeah. I mean, God forbid you get sick. Yeah. It's like, oh, geez, now that's going to cost, you know, they put a second mortgage on the, it's like, how do you live like that? That that's, that's horrible. I mean, Canada, Canada has got his issues just like anywhere else, but I mean, so you, you, that third person you had mentioned, John Eric Hexum, I just pulled this up. Mm-hmm. I was actually a, a fan of the guy. He had this great show. Yeah, it was a great, great uh, show called Voyagers. Voyagers, that's what it was. That's sorry. Right, yeah. Wrong, wrong, was wrong a, one. No, but it was the same, similar, similar to Quant- Quantum Leap. Is that, that what you said? Called? Thought yeah, I thought, yeah. Similar. It, I, I like both yeah, those yeah. shows and they both kind of have similar concepts. But in this show, it was him and this kid, Mino, Mino Pelusi. Who was also the kid in the last in line Dio video? Do you remember that kid? No. In what video? The last in line by Dio. Now I got to look it up. <laughs> so anyway, so this show Voyagers, while I'm looking it up, um, it was a it was a it was a great show. It was about this kid. Mino Pelusi. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but whatever. Mino Pelusi and John Eric Hexum. And John Eric Hexum was from the past. And Mino Pelusi, I think, was from the present. And they, I don't know how, I can't remember how they hooked up together as partners in the show, but they would travel through time. So they would go through these portals or something. I, I mean, I saw this when I was like six, seven years old. So, um, but anyway, they would go through time together. So it was this person from the past and this kid from the present, and they would go to different times. And I think correct things is very quantum leap like, but it, it preceded it by, you know, by a lot. So anyway, what I wanted to do was th- th- you probably you're going to see this kid's face and you go, oh, God, of course. <laughs> okay, do you see this kid's face? Yeah. Okay. Look this might be the picture of our episode. I don't know whatever happened to this kid, but I I thought I I I love this kid. I thought this kid was great. He's got the typical uh, '80s uh, perm. <laughs> Whether that's a perm or not, I don't know. But no, that was that was his hair. Okay, I'm just gonna put play the song for a second because why not? Okay, sure.
Okay, I guess that's enough. Oh my god, I got goosebumps. I remember that song. You remember? <laughs> I remember the video and the song. Yeah, isn't that song oh, great? Oh. I might have to take my uh, my axe out later and play that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you you have this dirty thought in your head and you're like, I'm just gonna pull up my axe later. <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah. Mino Pelusi, who was on that show Voyagers with John Eric Hexum. Okay, uh, he was cut. He was like another kid that could have been like the next like Corey Feldman or, you know, he Did was it? the it kid at the time. Well, I hope he didn't end up in the same way as as the kid actors were. They're I don't just know. Get I'm, I'm afraid discarded. To I'm gonna look it up and we might do a whole episode of Mina Pelosi. We'll see. <laughs> okay, they'll go who Pelosi 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 Pelosi. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so so he died. Not not that kid. Right. Partner, the, the partner in the show, John Eric, John Eric Hexum. And it said he died after shooting himself in the head with a prop gun blank while pretending to play Russian roulette with a 44 Magnum on the set of the CBS television series cover up. So this was a show he was doing post Voyagers, I think, or something. So there was only been there's only been three deaths by accidental shooting. Right. So when that happened, there was change to the rules. Again, and this happened. This happened in 1984, or or pre, yeah. So, in but 19- that was a but that was a squib though. That was an actual live round. Yeah, that was a blank. Yeah, but with a blank, I think what killed. I I don't I I don't know for sure. I might be talking out of my ass again. Um, call me dumbass. Dumbass. Um, but I, there's still like when you shoot, like you know when you shoot a gun, you see like a a flame or a spark. Yeah. Out. But he had he held it to his head. So even if it's a blank and it's not going to shoot anything out. Well, he does realize that whether it was a prop or not, being that close, he would have probably lost his hearing in that ear. Regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Good point. I mean, un- un- unless or unless one of those rounds, I mean, it's a 44, right? Yeah. And that's a big round. That, that's a lot of, you know, yeah. that's a lot of bang. So, I mean, so even if it only shoots out like the flame part or whatever, like. Yeah, and then the hearing, like they, I didn't even think about that, but the hearing loss, like the the flame, though, that's probably what killed them, like because there's still going to be a discharge, not of a round, but of something. Well, if if you've ever seen when I used to, and I'm assuming this is the way the round is made, because uh, when I used to um, go training with uh, a friend of ours, his labs, he had it was like a twenty, the little twenty two shells, but they were blanks, right? Mm-hmm. And then it had a thing, then you'd pull on it, and then it would, it would, you know, the dog would look your way, and then you'd throw uh, a decoy, and then he'd go, go fetch it, right? Right. So these rounds are, are it's like, okay, say you have, um, it, it's, it's all the way around, and you know how a coffee filter is all kind of pleated? Yeah. Okay, well, you take the pleats, and you put them all together until they're all together, right? That's okay. that's kind of what the end of a of that type of round looks like. Oh, so okay. as soon as you, you know, as soon as it discharges, that kind of opens up for everything to come out, right? So if it's a forty four, mind you, I haven't seen what they look like. The blank versions they could just be flat with a who knows, just a I wouldn't say clay, but just I don't know who maybe maybe they are squashed. Who knows? But I mean that that's a big bang. Mm-hmm. Big bang. I mean, if nothing else, he would have had burns on him. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. He, he couldn't have been that, you know, un, uh, 
and knowledgeable on, on how this thing worked. Well, he especially was a mod- the, especially, especially the noise value. Yeah. So it also pointed out other like so outside of shooting, like there's been a whole bunch of deaths on set, obviously, like right. But I, do you ever remember hearing about Twilight Zone the movie? The death yep. sunset for that one? Helicopter. Um, helicopter yeah. crashed. Yeah, I heard something about a helicopter, and I remember the scene with the helicopter. Yeah. But I but I didn't really, well, this was before and the it, dawn of the internet, so I didn't really get and to. And I think there was, like, talk they weren't going to release the movie or something, right? Like, that was one of the things that popped up. Yeah, it's possible, yeah. Because there was a scene with a helicopter in it, I remember. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. They killed the, the actor Vic Morrow and two child actors, seven and six. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I wonder what happens, like insurance-wise. Like, um, but then again, when it comes to movies, I think all the actors are insured. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but and I don't know if this applies to everything, but I remember watching the Johnny Depp trial, and they were talking about his insurance, and they were talking about it can't have drugs in your system and all this other other stuff. So basically, oh, yeah. it was it was an insurance policy for him. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if all the actors get this. Or if you have to be an A-list actor or you have to be, you know, up the ladder or you have to be in the union. I don't well, know what. Well, I know. Yeah, because there's there's rules for because there's some actors that do that want to do their own stunts and the insurance states that they can't. So there's always like a there's always a fight with that. Like, oh, and I Jack, Jackie Chan and and Tom Cruise. And well, yeah, know, they, Jackie they injure Chan, themselves. Jackie Chan is uninsurable. I think. <laughs> no, but I think I honestly think that might be how it works with him. Oh, He's uninsurable. What's your name again? <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, some, some, I'm sure Tom Cruise has something in his policies to indicate that because he does a lot of his own stunts, right? So I'm sure, you know, there's revisions, but if, you, if you're not a big enough name where you can write your own contracts like that, you know, and you're, oh, I want to do the stunts, like that's what the stunt people are for, right? See, it's all bass backwards. I mean, you, you're starting off somewhere, and you're and you can't insure yourself, but you're making dick <laughs> for payment. You get these movie stars that make millions and millions and millions of dollars on movies, and they need insurance. You don't need insurance. You could you could friggin you could just write a check right there and just throw it at them. Ah, just a drop in the bucket. True. But no, well, I don't know. Don't think about it. Cause if, okay. So this happened with, um, with, uh, Letitia Wright on black Panther. So they were filming the second black Panther movie, Wakanda forever. And she got injured on set and it delayed production because she was injured so bad. The entire movie had to be halted, stopped. So that's, that's potentially, that's a lot of money. Because that's a lot of people that suddenly aren't working that wouldn't get paid. If you're not working, you're not paid, right? So the insurance is to cover when production stops and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's the idea of it, right? So if somebody dies, the whole movie could get kiboshed. Like the crow, like he died and they still had, I don't know, a week left of filming to do or something. Right. And that that was, interestingly enough, like there was no CGI back in 1993, or whatever like not cgi like we know it right now no like it is now so they actually i don't know if they invented a technology but they kind of put together a technology to film his scenes and they would take images of him and change the backdrop so it fit the scene they were trying to film like trying to do 
Right. And then add, they added effects. And then they also did, um, I don't know what it's called, body compositing or something. So they actually had, I think, his brother or something or someone that looked like him. But they had his Brandon's face superimposed on his body. So they could actually get the physical him walking through the scene or something like that. Like they actually had to, they spent like back then in 1993, $12 million was a lot of fucking money. I mean, it's a lot of money now, but they spent all this money on CGI so they could actually get the the scene in into the, to, into the film because they weren't going to use the scene where he actually gets shot. Like right. They didn't want to do that, but he does get shot. Yeah. So they actually, you know, that was like, that's when people are like, hey, wait a minute, we can do some sort of CGI blending with stuff to figure shit out. And it kind of heralded in, you know, different age of cinema to do things maybe a little, well, to maybe to do things a bit safer. You can sort like, of pose a face off of a CGI body that's falling off a building so they don't have to actually jump off the building. Yeah. The technology, you know, back then and and, and the amount of time and effort to to do that. Uh, nowadays, you just take a Snapchat filter, <laughs> you can put whatever you want on there. It's crazy, someone right? else's face. There's there's technology. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I've seen other people's faces on other people's bodies, and you would swear that is the person, but it's not. But it's just kind of trickery. Okay, so, yeah, you know it's definitely a doable now for sure. Okay, I'm gonna share this. I found the trailer for the Voyagers. <laughs> okay i don't know why i want to watch this but i do not done now do you remember the show yeah yeah why did it say yeah. 2017 so, so so basically he's a gigolo in time <laughs> <laughs> gets with all these people's skips town <laughs> before uh it only ran for two seasons too oh really i love that no. show now, can you imagine that going from one place to a different place and you have all these different, you know, he'd have all these girlfriends in these different places. And then all of a sudden in the future, somewhere you're, you've got an uncle and someone else and they're related just because of the time jump and just spreading his DNA everywhere. <laughs> it's yep. like, uh, can you imagine going to, uh, was it that, uh, DNA place that, uh, they find your your family tree and stuff yeah oh yeah you'd be scratching your head going what <laughs> that'd be kind of a cool concept for a show though like it'd be like family tree related or whatever yeah you get 50 percent dna from someone from 200 years ago <laughs> go visit them yeah well mind you that dna thing hasn't been around that long but but as time goes on that would be uh pretty i'm sure it'll show up somewhere He'll be on the National Enquirer at some point. Oh, he was also in one episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> I just looked it up. He's the kid actually, or? The kid, the yeah. Main, the main, well, okay. He stopped working 85. Yep. Stopped working 85, looks like. Yeah, child actors got a raw deal. I mean, after they were done with him, it's like, eh. But now he is a professional photographer. And he has shot covers for major recording artists and ad campaigns for national brands. He's assisted by his wife, wife by his Great. wife. Great. I'm glad he was able to continue oh. on. I like that actually. Good for you, dude. Yeah. He's my new hero. There we go. Mino 
Pelosi, American photographer. Oh, he's not even listed as an actor. If you look him up, he's listed only as a photographer. Right. Wow, that's cool. That is so cool. That is so cool. Good for him. Wait, he also played Alex in Wonder in 2001. Huh. Yeah, his last role was in Remington Steel in 1984. He played... One Remington Steel. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that name in a while. I used to love that show, man. Yeah, he also did like one episode of the A Team, one episode of the Jeffersons. He played Billy. Bad News Bears. He was in the Bad News Bears. I could see that yeah. TV show. Oh, in the actual show, the not TV the movie. Show, not the movie. Yeah, the Amityville Horror. Oh, what did he do in that movie? I I don't think he was. Uh, Oh, he was also in an episode of The Incredible Hulk. Actually, I remember that episode. And Kojak, Starsky and Hutch in 77. Oh, my God. How old is he now? 77? What is he, like in his 50s, 60s now? Yep. Born February 1970. Wow. He's from, he was born in Amsterdam. Does he still have his curly hair? Yep. Do you have a curly hair? Oh, picture, uh, yeah. Picture, a current picture. Hang on, I'll share my screen here. You get the A and B picture. <laughs> you know what? Like, he's my new hero. Yeah. We could almost we could almost do episodes with uh, lost actors that you don't hear from anymore. Look at this guy. Hey, it's Tommy Chong. <laughs> <laughs> my new hero. Yeah. He's right on. Our show. He's now, you know, this is now called the uh, Me and Mino uh, me, me and Bino on a side of Bino. Yeah. Mino Bino. <laughs> I don't know. This guy's my hero now. This guy just became a hero. There you go. Does anybody else remember this kid? You never know. Curious <laughs> if anyone else remembers this kid. You know who? You know who's going to remember this kid? This is this is purely purely random. Tony oh. from is going to go. Oh my God! He's my favorite kid actor of all time. Watch. Who's that? Who? Who? Tony, Tony from Restrained, the band Restrained, you know the guy who looks just like you. Okay, he's, he's watch. <laughs> Tony, is, is this right? Favorite child actor of all time. So, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so okay, well now we're on t- child actors. So, so, so we went from Rust. <laughs> we went from Rust to child actors to child actors. Yeah, who, that's our that's our normal mo. Who's your favorite child actor? Like back- me. Back in the eighties, when the, remember there was a proliferation of kids, kind of our age ish, in in tons of movies, it used to be a thing. Like, which ones stand out for you as memorable? What you talking about, Willis? Oh my god, I, I didn't really pay attention. Um, well, growing up, um, the Brady Bunch was kind of a. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. um, a, a show we watched all the time that that had kids on it. I mean, there was a Partridge Family. That's a great pull. Um, so you're yeah, a little bit older but, than me, so I think your your entry point was a little bit different than mine. But even, I mean, but even the Partridge Family that was kind of already around for quite a while before I started watching it too. So that's yeah, it was in syndication. Uh, but a favorite. Jeez, oh, I, I don't really have a favorite. Um, yeah. Uh, how about how about here? Here's a good one. Okay. How about because I was just on this John Eric Hexum. 
page and then it was the amino pelusi page and it actually pulled up a bunch of names on the side here uh boy here we go boy actors from the 70s and 80s okay 25 cutest boy so, actors on TV. So it, has to, so it has to be a boy then? Well, this particular one was. Was there a girl actress when you were growing up that you had a crush on? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Moving look, on. Let's, let's, <laughs> okay, let's look up child act. Because the thing was, so and this is the kind of the creepy part of Hollywood is uh, that's why I kind of hesitated a bit. Yeah. Um, that there was this creepy Hollywood side. We're not oh, gonna... that that just kind of came out. Now everything was out in the open and it was like, it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where these, these, these poor kids were, you know, being abused by directors and producers and stuff like that. And, you know, um, so I, I want to be very careful, but I was a kid at the time. And of course I had crushes on the kids that were my age, mm -hmm. you know, because keep in mind, I was born in 71. So I'm, I am, I am literally the same age as Corey Feldman or right. we're actually, I think we're very close in birthdays. I believe he's 70 or 71, I think. Let's look it up. <laughs> was he like 71 years old? No, no. No, no, Born no. 71. <laughs> Corey. Because I was just, strangely enough, I was just reading an article about him today. The two uh, Corys. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about close in age? July 16th, 71. Wow. So a lot of the movies he was doing with other child actors and child actresses, mm -hmm. these are all kids that were my age. So, of course, at as a seven-year-old, I'm going to have a crush on another seven-year-old or an eight-year-old or whatever, right? So I'm, I'm not trying to be creepy or anything. Right. But, I mean, um, crush, crush? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm thinking but, as you, but as you grew older also, I mean, there was also... They grew older, too. Um, like when you're watching, say, we'll just take Dukes of Hazard for an example, because Daisy Duke was kind of the the thing back in that day sure i mean daisy duke cheryl ed farrah fawcett you know the whole everybody that had a poster that you could buy at walmart i mean they were all portrayed as you know um sexually yeah so that that's kind of that was kind of their thing and, and how they kind of gained more fans i am assuming yeah but you know I think like so okay so for so for female actors I didn't have a thing for her but I wanted her to be my little sister if that if that kind of fits into the category was Drew Barrymore Oh Drew yeah like I just I wanted to look out for her like what, what was the, what was she known for at the beginning was e. she in a commercial ET you know what I never did see ET to this day oh, I still oh not see ET I think I saw like 10 minutes of it one time just because I went somewhere and there it was playing but so ET okay so so this is interesting and 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 I don't this is just me talking out of my ass cuz I'm a dumbass but dumbass when ET came out it created I, this is my opinion I could be totally wrong it could be you know have timelines wrong but when ET came out it was a movie about a boy who meets an alien 
And it was about him and his friends and his little sister, Gertie, which was Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. And in that film, it felt like for me as a kid watching it, because keep in mind, I'm exactly the right age for this film. Right. Mm-hmm. These kids are all Gertie's the younger sister. Right. So mm-hmm. so Drew Barrymore was born in 1975. So four years after me. OK. Mm-hmm. So she is little sister age for me at the time. Well, right. still now, I guess. And Elliot was more my age. The main character in the film, Elliot, was more my age, and Gertie was his little sister. So I'm watching E.T. as a kid. I actually saw it in the theaters. I think I went with Troy. Remember Troy? Uncle Troy. Troy up the road. Oh, you're, you're up the road, yeah. Uh, father worked for Coke? Yep. Yeah. See, Coke or Pepsi? Was it Coke or Pepsi? I don't remember I now. It was Coca-Cola, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so when this movie came out, here's a kid my age. He's the star of the film. And he's my age. And you know what? He's just like me. He's a nerd. He wants to hang out with his older brother, who's in the film. His older brother doesn't really want to hang out with him because he's younger and he's not really cool. So his older brother in the in the beginning scenes of the film, his older brother is playing D and D. Okay. Okay. So so follow along here. So his older brother and his friends are all playing D and D. And they're they're having a beer. That's it. A beer. A beer. A beer. Yeah. Between all of them. Because remember, his his older brother, it's similar to you. He's a few years older than the main character, right? So they're playing D&D. And the kid just wants to play with his brother and his friends because he thinks they're so fucking cool. And they're playing D&D. And all they're trying to do is scare him the whole time. Oh, there's an ogre. I can't remember exactly. But they're trying to scare him out of wanting to play the game. But it's just wanting to play the game even more. Right. So in this film, so there's that kid, his two buddies, his two friends. Um, I don't have the Wikipedia in front of me, so I'm just this purely by memory. And he's got his two friends, and they're all they all they always ride around on their bikes, and, and bike to each other's houses and stuff, right? With the little and, basket in the top. Yes, exactly. <laughs> with the little basket in the front. Right. And and the older brother, he's the cool kid. You know, he just he's just cool. You know, so off of this movie, it created a this big, wide area of Hollywood types of films that were going to get made. The Goonies came after, and that was an ensemble kid film. There was the um, um, Flight of the Explorer and Stand by Me. When did that come? Stand by Me. Yeah, afterwards. Yep. And again, yeah. another kid crew. And I, now again, this movie, Stand By Me, comes out a few years older. I'm a few years older now. These kids in the movie are all a few years older. So now it's following, it's literally following my childhood. Like as I get older, the films are getting older, the actors are getting older. And we're yeah. still seeing these same groups of kids because Corey Feldman, I was constantly following, right? Yeah, and then yeah. as you get older, you get the high school. You got Pretty in Pink. You got uh, yep. seventeen. What was it? And now uh, they're yeah, now they're sixteen. Fifteen can or sixteen candles or so, whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh yeah. As you grew up, it kind of it kind of followed along. So ET's created that blueprint for these kid actors. It opened things up. The only difference is 
and I'm, I'm going on record saying this, Steven Spielberg protected his child actors. Protected them. He did everything in his power to look after them. And in fact, he like he 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 looked after Drew Barrymore a lot. Like they're still friends to this day. And then he, you know, I, I he might even be her godfather or something. Oh, cool. Or or he's the godfather to her kids or something. I can't remember. They have a very, very good relationship. And he's 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 a a, a prince of a man. The fact that he's protecting all these kids and I think he probably prevented situations from happening with these kid actors you know that things that didn't happen that probably could have happened if he wasn't protecting them of course stuff still happened but right I mean Drew Barrymore was an alcoholic by age 13 or something something like that jeez but I I liked her I wanted her to be my little sister and I just wanted to protect her just because in the movie in E.T. that's kind of what role she kind of filled right right but outside of that i had a crush on Alyssa milano remember Alyssa milano uh yeah she was on um uh, that guy who was the housekeeper oh my god tony danza's uh, who's the boss yeah who's the boss who's the boss, who's the boss yeah. to watch because again I'm gonna without even looking out, I'm gonna I'm gonna guarantee that Ricky Schroeder is was born in 70, 71, or 72. So he's right. rich again. You know, and now he has an acting career. He's now known as Rick Schroeder, not Ricky Schroeder anymore. But also there was that kid on um, do you remember that show Battlestar or no, um, Buck Rogers with Gil Gerard? Well, I remember Buck Rogers and I remember the main actor, everyone else I I don't recall. Well, there was a kid on that show too. Again, same age. Buck Rogers. Let's see if I can. Uh... Oh, whoops, that didn't work. Buck Rogers. Now I love that show, but there, again, there was a kid on that show. Uh, cast. Oh my god, we might have to play the trailer. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. We're gonna play the trailer. Sorry. This okay. is uh retro screen one. And we're probably gonna get an ad. In the year Amazing 1987, graphics. at Cape Kennedy, NASA launched the last of America's deep space probes. Aboard this compact starship, a lone astronaut, Captain William Buck Rogers, was to experience cosmic forces beyond all comprehension. His trajectory was disrupted by an explosion. In the wink of an eye, his life support systems were frozen by temperatures beyond imagination. Ranger 3 was blown out of its planned trajectory. Buck was frozen by elements so instantaneous and perfect that he was fully preserved and living when found by the forces of a draconian army and taken aboard the king's flagship draconia. You were aboard the king's flagship draconia under command of the royal princess Sardala on its way to earth on a peace mission. Oh. Give him something for his discomfort. Oh. Are you a real life princess? <laughs> 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 I think we've given our captain a little too much medication. We're going home. Great. Where's that? On Earth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
He's back. This is quite a setup. It's Colonel Daring, Commander oh, Burst. Oh, never her? Take this barbarian in for Yes. Aaron Gray? Hey, hey, wait a minute. Captain Buck Rogers, you are now in the 25th century. Oh! Iggy? I think I will that right now. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, uh, rock? No. <laughs> rock. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Let's go getting down. It's a little before your time. I've frightened you. Nice. What is it? <laughs> Look at those hats. That's impossible. Captain, you stay out of this. Try and stop me. It's like 16th century. Wait, what year was this? Was this before Star Wars or after? 79. Okay, after? Yeah, 79. Now, it, it's interesting to see, like, out in deep space, where do they get makeup from? And the woman, she's, like, oh, full yeah. makeup on. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, where did you get that from? Uh, one of the planets? You just kind of scrape some stuff off dust or what? <laughs> Weird. It, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I was, like, dead. Like, as like, dad was dad. Dad was bad. But, ah, that's so fake. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're watching. We're kids. We don't care. We're just watching. We're not analyzing the crap out of it. But when you get older, you look at it. Ah, it's so fake. <laughs> but you nowadays, know, with all the CGI, they've gotten so good. It's like, ooh, it almost looks real. You know. You know what's really funny is, um, uh, I, I went to mom's on, on Friday. We watched the movie together, and it was a thriller, and um. Mom and I started channeling dad because the movie was thrilling. And there was moments like we're like, fuck, just fucking run, run, run. Like, you know, you're yeah. like, stop looking at your phone, just run. And then she was looking at her phone, and she trips and falls and then hurts her ankle, but she needs to get, she has an hour. She goes out on the jog and, and it's an hour to get back. Like she was going to go for an hour jog. Yeah, she, mom told wait. me, what, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so the acting, the acting from Aaron Gray, who I had, I did have a crush as a kid. Like I was enamored with her, but her acting and the acting of the, that princess, whoever that princess lady was, was very okay. reminiscent of this. Oh, really? Yeah. Just <laughs> listen to the acting. It's identical. Master Jedi, do you sense the assassin nearby? Well, I cannot. I can only sense the indigenous animals. Oh my! What was that horrible noise? Probably just a local creature trying to make its presence known. Ah! 
Empress, I shall get the medkit immediately. I shall be fine. Oh no. What is it, Captain? <laughs> You're just scared. That's not a problem, Captain. Lost in the middle of the woods? We're still a long ways from the path Master Tremaine selected, and we can't find him without the scanner. We should return to the escape pod and hope they repaired the transmitter. Truly sorry, Empress. <laughs> anyway, whatever, enough of that. <laughs> but her acting was so stunted. It was like so emotionless. That's what, it, that's oh. what that uh, lady was reminding me of. Kind of like a sterile... Yeah, I, I don't remember this scene. I've watched the whole movie, but I've never seen that particular scene this unless scene that one was this, in it. The scene um, was meant to be edited into the movie. And okay, it didn't end up in the movie because because so, of a clip. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I do have a so okay. So for people listening, like, what the fuck are you guys watching? I have no idea. <laughs> that was a movie, Star Wars: The Evil Within, that I was in. Uh, Clayton Stewart did the movie and. Oh, we've got lots of episodes where we talk about this. But anyway, uh, I do have a, a version of the film and I do have all these clips. And um, I was going to reinsert the clips. Right. To try to like flesh out the movie a bit more. Right. Cool. But I see what you mean by the uh, something's chasing you and it's like you just get out just in the nick of time type thing. It, it's kind of like you're like, get up, get up. It's like when someone does trip during a chase yes and they're almost right behind yes. you and then they, they trip is like oh for that was happening in that movie mom and i were watching it was like she was on her she was on her jog and the entire time she's on her jog she's on the phone the entire fucking time like she keeps getting phone calls and eventually she's like ignore like she decides to Go on. Yeah, I'm running through the woods i'm gonna i'm gonna clock myself against one of these branches if i don't keep pay attention yeah um, you know that scene so where I so my character in the film uh pulls the princess out of the pit that she fell into. So you saw I was pulling I was holding on to her arms and pulling her pulling her right. out. You should see the bruising on her arms afterwards. Oh, real bruising. Oh yeah. Oh it was really bad. I felt like a total ass hat because I was, you know, I was getting into the scene and she was into the scene too, like because I was trying to pull her up, and I think she was like, like actively ma making herself dead weight, so it looked like I was struggling to get her up, right? Because I was literally pulling her up from a hole, right? And I'm not <laughs> strong enough to pull anybody up from anything, so I was pulling, and you know, she was dead weighting, so it would, you know, right, look better or more realistic. And then later, her arms, it's just like all these like fingerprint bruises all over, all over her arms. I felt horrible. You should have, you shouldn't have wasted that. You should have used that in one of the other scenes or something. Just yeah. says, you know, oh yeah, this, this is when, uh, you know, you tried to get me out of the, pull me out of the hole instead of having to use makeup and stuff. Yeah. 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 Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just that stunted emotionless acting there was a lot of that in in buck rogers and as a kid i mean you to get the little robot that was doing the jiggy or whatever yeah there was so many things for a kid to like and there was the kid in the show um and there was a, a, a dog called daggett i think his name was he was like a robo They're... do you remember robo robo mutt yeah robo mutt i mean the show was cheesy and tacky as hell but for me buck rogers was 
as a kid, it was perfect, you know? Yeah, there there was a few back then. I think Space 1999 is another one I was, that I recall. Oh, yeah. Those those weird spaceships at the front end that kind of look like hornet's eyes or something. Just weird. I'm going to insert a trailer right now. I'm not going to show it, but whatever. <laughs> I'll put it in. I, I, I think at the time, I think that show was too ahead for me. It wasn't campy or sticky enough. It was yeah, actually it was, a more serious show. It was too drama-ish, like daytime drama. It wasn't made. It wasn't a kid show no. that someone would have sat down with. Yay, it's on. <laughs> it was more BBC than ABC. Okay. Yeah. Like, because Star Trek did have bits of that, but... There was enough action in it to keep me engaged as a young kid. Right. I mean, all just the sounds from their little flip flip phones they had. <laughs> me and Scotty. You know, and then they, they disappear and then they reappear again. Like, Ooh, and the kids see that and the doors yeah. open automatically. Oh, yeah. And, and lasers and, and things blowing up and just, just that all this eye candy that, you know, kids, it's like, yeah, it, it grabs their attention. Eh? Do you remember they had a toy, a Star Trek toy? Because remember they had those like those action figures. I can't remember how big they were. They had the, they would actually had clothing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we had some of those, but there was a set you could buy, which was the bridge of the Enterprise, and it had um, oh my God, I'm not a good nerd. I think but, you had one, did you? I can't remember if I had it or not. That's what I was because I remember being afraid of it. Because there was a transporter, right? right? And then, so in the commercial, they would show the commercial on TV. I wonder if I can, whatever. Maybe I'll look for it, but. Actually, no, I think I had a model of it. Yes. I I had a model of it. I wasn't, I wasn't the Star Trek fan, but for some reason I ended up with a model. (laughs) And and I remember putting it together. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh my God. uh, It was the deck. I forgot about that. Call it the hollow deck or I don't know. Some, it was the deck anyway. Okay, hang on. I think I might have found it. It's only t- the the main set, <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh... Oh, hi. Oh, you want to say hi to? All right, show it to Todd here. Oh, oh, look at that! Those are like tattoos of the seventies. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, you got to flip it. Plants for zombies. zombies. It's a stacked, oh, it's a stacked. Maybe you could stack your pea shooter zombies to be like a triple shooter. Oh yeah, that's a that's shooter. awesome. Wow, right on. <laughs> Looks. There's a little bit of green here. Plants a person. That's pretty cool. That's that's really cool. I like it. There, you want to say a quick hello? I'll put well, there, you, you can write the stories, and you can you can get her to do, to do the. Uh, wow, that's really that looks really good. I know. Yeah, you'll have to draw for dad when dad dad writes writes books, and you can do the drawing for him. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's really We're good. We're already working on one. Oh, nice. Yeah, we don't do it usually. Cool. All right. What was what's the other one called? You get the pea shooter, and what's the other one called? Oh, the zombies one. Got... The zombies one, yeah. and that's the, what his brains. Going the wrong way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, this one. It's a zombie eating brain. Oh, he's eating brains. Oh, he's got no eyes. That looks pretty good. That looks really good. I can't draw like that. You're really talented. That's really good. Right on. <laughs> Bye. Okay. See you later. All right. That's awesome. That's really good. <laughs> she, so she can do the writing and she's going to do the drawing. Well, she's doing the writing herself now. Oh, um, she doesn't need me no more. Oh, okay. Yeah, she'll have she'll have her own uh, place on. Uh, uh, I don't know. She could have her own site, I guess. She could actually. Yeah, put uh, all her stuff on there. Okay, so this I don't know if this is the commercial. It's not. everything you wish for. Your site traffic is. Come on. Oh, I looked at this Wix thing. Vintage Mego. Shows the most Me iconic yeah, element Mego. of Star Trek, the bridge. This playset was produced in Brooklyn, New York, as it is more cost-effective to yeah, produce right. toys. At the head here. A very black tape, like electrical tape. Okay, so the this chamber part here. Be modified later, so the. So this part here. Yeah. Okay. So in the yeah. commercial, I'm going to see if I can find the commercial. But in the commercial, they would put the guy in here, right? Yeah. The door would close. Right. And then disappear. The door. Yeah. The, so basically, I think what it is, there's a wall. There's a wall, and then when you close the door, it spins him around. So when you open the door again, he's like he's behind. Well, there's yeah, there's three compartments. Yeah. So when you, you know when you flip it the once, it's empty. Yeah. And then you flip it again, it's empty, I think. And then you flip it the third time, and then he's he comes out maybe. Yeah. So as or it could. Kid, or or what's right? Oh, I'm just looking at the wrists. Wow, that's that's like low tech. Yep. Don't worry. <laughs> So oh. anyway, so when I saw the commercial, I th I remember saying I didn't want this. The reason why, because I saw that you put the action figure in. And I thought as a kid, as a five-year-old or whatever it was. Right. They actually transported somewhere. So I was worried I was going to lose my action figures by putting it in this <laughs> machine. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Well, they don't explain it to you. They just show you oh he's here oh he's gone yeah yeah but they're but not realizing different. like that's a magic freaking trick yeah I, I i think the what i had was it was either made by amt or it's one of those modeled sets yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Had, I remember that had, now okay had to, had to glue it together okay so here's the part here take the sound out yeah there's a scene there you go Oh, it spins like crazy then. Wow. Okay. And then it's gone. I was like, oh, but I would lose my action figures forever. How do you get it back? Wow. Yeah. Like, Sheldon, yeah. Sheldon on that show there, he's, he, I guess they had gotten some and I guess he, he tried it and he broke it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Both him and Leonard had, had uh, got them as gifts from Penny, I believe. And then uh, they didn't want to open it because it would lose its value. And she says, well, what's the point of buying it if you can't play with it? So he said, okay. So so I guess uh, he opened it up and uh, Sheldon had already opened it and he switched it off with a broken one that he had opened and played with and he broke it right away. So he gave it to Leonard 
didn't tell him because he figured he'd never open it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then when he did, he went, it's broken. <laughs> Planet of the Ape Treehouse. Yeah. Do you remember this? I remember Planet of the Apes, but I don't remember the playhouse. There was one. That wasn't a big, that wasn't one of my big. Well, no, we never had it. A yeah. Star is Born. Oh my God. Mago. That's a different. Oh brand. yeah. Look at these. No, Mago was the same brand that did the Star Star Trek. But anyway, so the playset. there's a friend of ours or no, a cousin or something. Remember one of those weird cousins that weren't cousins. So they were like second cousins or third cousins or something. We went that had one. Those, yeah. And I don't remember who it was, but they had the set and it was freaking massive. Like it had like multiple. I mean, maybe this is just my my remembering it as a kid. Oh, wow. That's a pretty stocky looking horse. But anyway, but don't... there it is. Boy, it was bigger than this, though. There was mul- maybe he, he had multiples of these. Well, you do realize when you're younger, just the house that you lived in seemed massive because you were that much smaller. True. If you went to see it now and you go, this is just a dinky house <laughs> type of thing, right? Yeah, true. And and the same with your toys. You're like, oh, wow, look at this. It's like my G.I. Joe action figure. He's like, he's like three feet high when in actuality he's only like seven and a quarter or inches or whatever it is. Oh, this is the one he had. So I think he had both. So there was the Planet of Apes Fortress. He had them all. Anyway, I just remember going down to, they had a basement because people didn't have basements back home, right? Or not like we know them here. Not finished. No. Like it was. No, there, like, were, there were cellars. Yeah, there were cellars, right? Yeah. They yeah. actually had a like a basement and it was fully finished and everything. Mm-hmm. And they had this Planet of Apes thing set up. And I remember it was like the entire, you know, the area between like the couch and the well, where a TV would have been, but people didn't have TVs in their basement back then. But it was like, I remember it was like the size of the basement, or that's how I remembered it. And there was like a tower, and then there was um, like these paths that led from one structure to the next structure to the next structure. I don't know. Was I there? I, I don't recall Maybe that not. for some reason. Yeah. Marco. Marco? Polo. <laughs> maybe it was marco marco I don't, i'm sorry I don't marco I... i'm forgetting your name you i don't even know if you i don't remember s- us or not but marco i think mom's cousin was her his mom but i think he had multiple of these and they were all like joined up together right and it was this massive like it was this massive like a village round yeah it was like a village and it was so freaking cool and i remember begging mom for this like i wanted wanted it so bad but i mean this is probably back then it was probably still hundreds of dollars now would probably be and look look how shitty this is it's all just like cardboard oh so i don't know this channel that i'm on i'm gonna have to promote this channel here (laughs) retro retro games rick mantooth i don't know who the hell you are but i'm really enjoying your your channel and i'm subscribing officially right now but he does just Mego reviews, it looks like. 
Megomania. Like, holy shit balls. Wow. Plaid well, hey, Stallions. A... Plaid Stallions Toy Ventures Mega Museum Pop. Wow. So he's got a whole bunch of like Mego stuff. And you can get Mego stuff now, Todd. They just started. I don't know if they're recreating stuff from the past, but you can get them now. Yeah. I've heard of Mega, but not Mego. Yeah. Mega yeah. was like Mega was Mega, Mega Blocks. <laughs> Mega was the shit. And then Star Wars started making stuff. And then I think, you know, Star Wars ended up winning, you know, win, winning out. Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully oh, These are the, oh, the bigger-sized ones. Oh, yeah. Avalanche! This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and nice. Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Okay, that was pretty cool. Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh man. I remember we had uh I remember I had Steve Austin and yep. you look through the back of his head and you could you don't you mean know, the wrestler. The guy. We What's don't that? Mean the we don't mean the wrestler. Which one? Steve Austin. No, no. no. Not Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, no. Different different uh, or did I did I say that right? Steve Austin? Yeah, that, Steve was? Austin. that was the name, yeah. Yeah, and then he had a sleeve that rolled up, and then it had all the electronics on there because he had a bionic arm, right? Yeah, that's right. And then he had the. Did he have the kung fu grip like, uh, like, GI Joe? I can't remember. But there was a there was that one, and then there was another one where you could see his lungs, and oh and shit, yeah, circulation of the the veins, and then the back when you pushed it, it would inflate the lungs, and the the blood yeah, yeah. circulation would How go. Was that? Uh, I think that was was that Steve Austin's nemesis, of some sort, or yeah, Cy Cybertron? No, Cy no. What the hell was his name? Oh, geez, I don't remember. Maskatron. Maskatron. Was that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, some weird. This guy's making his own. Um, remember the man from Atlantis? Yeah. I I don't think lost. He <laughs> oh, he's making his own. He's showing you how he's he's going to make his own man from Atlantis. So he's actually mixing Lost, the guy from Lost, whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, the main character. Yeah, main character. At the beginning, yeah. And he's going to try to create a Patrick Duffy off of that somehow. A boxy sculpt. Yeah, I guess you could make your own. Well, people do this all the time. Oh, look at that. He put his own hair on top. Wow. He reshaped the jaw. Look, he's got... He's trying to create Patrick Duffy. You know what? That kind of kind of looks a little bit like that thing that the decanter thing that got mum for Christmas. <laughs> we took a picture of mom and sent it in, and then they sculpt her, her head. Oh, sorry. On the on the top of a wine plug, yeah. or what they call it the. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I wonder if um now I kind of want to watch some of these old shows. I wonder if. A bunch of them are on. Um... They're probably all on YouTube now. Well, that's what I'm thinking. They might be. Here's the if man. If not, I'm sure you can find them right elsewhere. Deep ocean storm carries a strange being to shore, and he nears a death that medical science cannot stop until a marine scientist returns him to the ocean and makes him live. Where is he from? 
the computer guesses. Last citizen of Atlantis. He is named Mark Harris and put through a series of tests to calculate his speed, agility, and strength. Jumping out of the water. <laughs> hanging out with the dolphins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the things start to collapse. And you think his lungs would, but they don't. When I learned how to swim, I was I was imitating Patrick. Yeah. Allowed to return to his ocean existence. I remember that. I used to, I used to try that too. Help us yeah. further our exploration of the oceans. But I, and I remember doing that in the pool. His human and then um, I have not learned enough. Oh. And now the water effects were pretty cool back then. Like. Um, I saw so I used to do that in the pool at Uncle Paul's. Yeah. Swim like that. And then, you know, the thing when he was spinning, he was kind of spinning in the water. Yeah. I would do that. But then Paul thought I was drowning. So he reached into the pool, grabbed <laughs> me by the hair, pulled me right out of the pool and, and onto the deck or whatever. Right. And boy, I remember the pain of the, of my head. Wow. That. I thought you were drowning. No, I was the man from Atlantis. <laughs> I was I was doing the the spinning. Yeah, can, I, can I have my hair back, please? <laughs> yeah, holy fuck, did that hurt? I I mean, I rip. I probably ripped some of my hair, but he literally picked me up by the hair, by the scalp. Wow, out of the water because he thought I was drowning, and he wasn't going right. to jump in the pool. Right. No, he probably figured he was saving my life. Yeah. Well, if you don't know, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Who the hell's man from Atlantis? Yeah. Oh god, I used to love that show. Like the shows back then, I don't know for some reason they had this. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Bear. <laughs> oh, god, god. Yeah. How many people yeah. listening have tuned out by now? <laughs> We're just reminiscing these old these yeah. old programs. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh. I, I want to watch just smoking the bandit again. I I kind of get a kick out of I it. I have not seen it in forever. I would love to see it. Okay. He didn't there. Oh, there that truck. I think you can buy that truck. So, Todd, could you buy that toy? I, I, the you bear toy? The, I think you could buy the truck. Pretty sure you could buy the truck. But so do you remember? So when this show came out, so BJ and the bear was about a truck driver, right. played Greg Ebigan, and his partner, which was a monkey. Chimpanzee. Yeah. Chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know, did they solve crimes or something? I don't even remember. I just remember the being enamored by the monkey. Yeah. I think that was the whole point, but I don't I don't remember one episode <laughs> of what it was about. I like what Straw Man Burner says below here. I've been waiting 40 years for this truck to transform and start busting Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, off of this show, remember there ended up being a movie with Clint Eastwood where he was a truck driver and he had a he had a um oh yeah, orangutan. Orangutan, what, yeah. uh, uh, every which way, but loose. Yeah. yeah, every which way, but loose. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, 
They did two. Cl- Cl- was it Clyde? Was his name? Get him, Clyde. <laughs> He'd slap him or whatever. That's like the trunk. You ever see the trunk monkey? The trunk monkey. Yeah, look look up the trunk monkey. Trunk monkey. Yeah. Trunk monkey. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Todd. Yeah. These are commercials? Uh which one should I yeah. here? Uh do the first one. Or that one, the trio. Okay. Trilogy, sure. Yeah. Oh my God, Todd. I wish people could see this. <laughs> You're going down the rabbit hole here. What do you think you're honking at, huh? What, you don't like the way oh, I drive? Oh, what, you oh. come on in here, I'll give you a driving lesson. know. You want a piece of me? Why don't you come out and get you some, huh? Where are you going to go now? Well, you can't speed up by anybody now. You think you're better than me? Button. What, you think? Oh, I don't like oh, the way you monkey. drive. What, you got a fancy new button? Huh? <laughs> 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 I'm with the group. Holy the trunk monkey, a revolutionary idea you'll only find at Suburban Auto Group, pending <laughs> approval by Attorney General. All right, back in the trunk. What the fuck is this for? <laughs> You've never seen the trunk? Was that I a Mercedes? I can't believe my dad let us even touch his new car. Yeah. I think it came with the car. Hey. <laughs> Wait! The Trunk Monkey Chaperone version. An innovative idea you'll only find at Suburban Auto Group. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Your hat is fabulous. Ma'am? How about if we don't give Ma'am? us a ticket today and just a warning? License and registration. Okay. Uh-oh. Trunk Monkey. Money. Monkey. <laughs> The Trunk Monkey, a revolutionary idea you'll only find. <laughs> <Hey>, <laughs> money in donuts. Kind <laughs> of bribe him. Nice. <laughs> monkey goes. Away. Yeah. Okay. So I, it's a commercial from the company, I guess. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Uh, god. The weird stuff you find on the internet. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. We should cap it there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we didn't do. Um, we were gonna do pizza toppings because it was requested and demand. It was re- it was requested by Sam that somebody should have a podcast dedicated to toppings. And then, of course, Corey said we need to do that on our show. We'll 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 do it. Yeah, but maybe oh, yeah. we need For sure. maybe we need uh, uh, um, someone to join us on that one. I think I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Who would be? Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'll put it out there. Uh, who could join us for that one? We'll have a poll. We'll have a poll. We'll, we'll put out there who wants to do it, and then we'll right. get the vote on who should do the pizza topping episode. Sure, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, I, 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 ha- I have a, a preference of who I think it would would be great, but I don't want to tip my. I don't want to tip the viewers. Right. So okay. we have. So be, before we do our sign off here, so yeah, we've been away for a few weeks, just kind of, we had banked episodes and stuff. So there's a bunch of people, uh, I don't know, you probably don't know, Todd, but there's a bunch of people that were wanting to record with us. And I said, you know, everybody's got to hold off till we deal with our stuff. Right. We're dealing with. So we're back. I'm going to start 
scheduling all that stuff, but we're supposed to do something with 204 Comics. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to do something with Nicholas Friesen. Okay. Nicholas Friesen is that book right behind my head there. Okay. He wrote the book. He also he also is the genius behind this. Okay. So it's Olivia C. And Olivia C is a made-up character in a comic book that he draws. Oh. But he also created this is a cassette. He also created music that the character from the comic book performs. So he's assembled a band to play music that the character in the comic performs. And Interesting. He, has, he has animated music videos up online. And it's his band playing. And he's got a female singer to represent Olivia C. It's like the weirdest geek thing I, I can imagine. And it's cool. And the music is really good. That's different. Yeah, for sure. That's uh it's off the beaten path. It's 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 a cool concept. So anyway, so I I met I met I met him because mm-hmm. I said I want to buy this stuff. Can I buy it off of you? Because I didn't want to buy it off of a site. I didn't want to buy it. Like I wanted to buy it from him so that I give him the money into right. it and sort of thing. So like a percentage or something here. Yeah, like, like yeah. I'd rather pay the artist directly. I don't want to pay a middle middle person, right? right. So I, I met with him. We chatted. <laughs> in his front foyer or whatever, like for, it was, I don't know, it was a pretty long chat. It was interesting as hell. This guy's fascinating as hell. The The fact that he's doing all this stuff and he kind of, I don't want to spoil anything because I'd like him to spoil his own stuff uh, when we have him on, but I want to have him on. But I, th- I thought this would be the perfect episode to have you and Karen on at the same time. Cause it, this is geek. This is comic book, but this is also music. And I th- thought it would be really, really interesting. Yeah, like a cross cross platform type of thing. Definitely, definitely thinking outside of the box. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. we have to do something with him. James Beaver wants to come on, or I want James Beaver on because it's been way too long when we haven't oh, been with him in forever. Way too long. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah, he got married, had his honeymoon, all that sort of stuff. He's got a podcast, The Horror That Binds Us. I think it's called. Um, so we we just it. We're we're overdue to talk for to sure, him. for sure, for sure, yeah. And then, um, Ryan Murphy. We have to do a Ryan Murphy. He is the guy that beats us on the um, Reverb Nation charts every week. Okay, it's usually him and Brian Cook's band Y that always beat us. Okay, on, uh, <laughs> Reverb Nation charts, and and like whenever we we start to move up the ranks, like we've right. moved up the second place or third second place, but it's always those two ahead of us. So we should probably do both of them at some point and find out who our competition is. <laughs> but I've listened to Ryan. Okay. Murphy. I've listened to Wise music. I I, mm-hmm. you know, I I was a fan, like you know, from ages ago, back from the two thousands. But um, Ryan Murphy, I listen to his stuff, and it's like it's actually really good. So I, you know, and but he's friends with Karen. So there's oh, nice. a Karen crossover episode that I wanna, I wanna do. Um, we also have to have Eric back on. Signage, yes, for sure. We have to do yeah. our next, uh, our next uh, Van Halen episode. Mm-hmm. 
we have to do another Danny episode. We have to do yes. one with him, which we didn't do last time, but the last episode was really good as well. But we, mm-hmm. uh, we have to get to the next Kiss one, which was picking the worst songs off the next three Kiss albums. <laughs> <laughs> Those were fun. And then Eric Sanders, we got to do Van Halen. And then we also have to do Eric's show. We promised we do Eric's show, but we politely uh, took a rain check on it because of stuff. So we get we have a lot of stuff like we probably have enough content for the next like seven years okay <laughs> just based on those never mind us doing shows together like you and i just doing shows together but I, i'd like to do find ways to do crossover episodes with karen kind of mm-hmm. Karen's officially part of the site now right she her bio is up on our website now okay little picture Sweet. we need your picture up there but you have to put the picture so oh we, we okay. gotta get that set up too okay but anyway, this was fun. I'm glad to be back. Yes. Our our uh our dis uh I call it disassociated dysfunctional. I don't know what we we'll call it. Starting off with one topic and kind of ending out, you know, where our usual our, our usual <laughs> uh detour. Maybe but, we should call it the maybe we should call it the Albuquerque. That might be a way to Albuquerque we do. detour, the Albuquerque detour hour. Taking your wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> we'll call it the Albuquerque. Mm. Say, you know, I knew I should have made a left turn at Albuquerque. I think that'd be good. Yeah. The Albuquerque. That'd be a good t-shirt. We got to figure out some logos and stuff because we have, I have the ability to make images now, but I got to figure what image would we have for the, or back, Bass Ackwards one. Bass Ackwards, yeah. Albuquerque, the Albuquerque would be great. Desire. Desire. Oh, we have to do that one. <laughs> Maybe yeah. just like the top of the head or something. I don't know. The top of the head. Just two bumps. Yeah. No, those aren't boobs. Those are yeah, just the top of our heads. <laughs> All right. Well, let's sign off. Where do you where where do you where do you find us, Todd? You can find us at SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y dot C-A. Ribbed for your pleasure. And uh, all social media is at Sean Geek Podcast. It's been that way forever. We're on all of them. Hive, Mastodon, Facebook, Instagram. What's that other one? Bird or something? Some bird? 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 Uh, uh, Teeter, Teeter, and the Monkey Man, whatever that one. Teeter and the Monkey Man. Yeah, we're on there too. Um, it's yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But anyway, uh, thanks for doing this, Todd. This was fun. Yeah, yeah let's, do it. Well, let's do it next Sunday. All right, all right. Sounds good. <laughs>